Welcome aboard the flight attendant podcast. The seatbelt sign is on. It's going to be a rough ride. Welcome to the Flight Attendant Podcast. I'm your host, B, and today with me is my friend, Kay. He uh, reached out to me last year saying that he was a hopeful flight attendant to be, and he has now become a full-fledged flight attendant, almost. He's not still in probation. How are you, Keith? How are you? Hey. Hey, B. Finally, nice to meet you. So Same. excited to be on here. Never Ray. thought I'd be on here, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's all you have to do is, you know, Send me a message and here we are. <laughs> I know, Finally. Right? <laughs> I cannot say how helpful your podcast has been since, you know, I started applying everything. Like, um, so I came from the medical field. I was a nurse before and then, you know, COVID happened. And right. yeah, it's like, and also my boyfriend's a flight attendant too. So, okay. you know. You kind of had it in, in, in a way, right? Yeah. Do you guys, do you guys fly for the same airline? No, no. Okay. No. I mean, is that difficult for you? Um, no, it's just that his airline um doesn't have the type of line that I want. Okay. So I see. it's not for me. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. good. I mean, you know, you you have and to I, go where you want to go, right? Yeah. And I don't know what it's like to fly with your significant other or work with them, you know, and also live with them. I, oh. I don't know. Yeah. yeah so I think I, some space would be nice. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that would be that would be hard. My other yeah. and I don't live together and we're not based in the same in the same city, which is actually kind okay. of great. Because then when we see each other on layovers, it's kind of perfect. <laughs> yeah. I mean, his type of flying is so much different. They only go to like, you know, just a few destinations where I fly to more. Right. Uh, but he's been joining me at least on one good layover once a month so that's good yeah. yeah so what made you become a flight attendant well it's just I saw that he was having a better quality of life than I was I mean during COVID like my mental health was just going down the drain I just you know it's at that point like it doesn't matter what the money was or you know like you know it's just basically what came first was my mental health like it right. was I was working 15 hour days, no lunch, no breaks. Um, you know, always management was never on our side or right. they tried to be, or they, you know, it, rules were changing every day. Right. And just that I didn't feel that as a healthcare worker, we weren't getting the same protections as people in other industries were. I mean, yeah, we got a pizza party once in a while, but like, how can we attend the pizza party when we're so short staffed and I can't even take lunch? Very true. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'll be getting home like after a 15 hour day and, you know, I'll see him still. I mean, he's been with his airline for about 10 years and, okay. you know, not everyone's situation is the same, but I mean, I know lots of flight attendants got furloughed, but I mean, he was one of those ones that were like just barely senior enough that he did not, right. but still put on reserve. So you're still getting your minimum reserve hour at that 10 year mark and you're still getting the unemployment. And how are you still making more money than I am and still happy? And, right. you know, and it's right. like I'm missing patches of hair, how stressed out I was. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I could probably definitely understand all of that. I mean, I was senior enough not to be furloughed or um, or even put on reserve at my airline, but it was still is tough. And I'm sure it couldn't have been any easier at your position, you know, in the medical field. So we're glad to have you in the airline industry. Yeah, I'm happy about it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so how was the application process for you? Oh my God. So when I reached out to you or when I actually encountered your podcast, it was basically summer of 2021 mm-hmm. and May, like, I don't, I just went to this like deep depression stage and I was like, I told my boyfriend, like, I'm not happy with my job. So he's like, well, why don't you, you know, try being a flight attendant? And I, you know, when we first started dating, you know, I was like, oh, you're a flight attendant. Cool. Like maybe I should try to be a flight attendant. Like, no, no, no. This relationship only has room for one flight attendant. (laughs) So it was just shocking that he even suggested it. Like, okay, so sure. So 
um, yeah, so he had some top picks for me, which ones to apply to, but I applied to everybody. Okay. So um, when I started applying, I start I found your podcast, started mm-hmm. listening to it, like because I only know like his side of the story, really, like right. um, what being a flight attendant's like. So let me check out some podcasts, some right. YouTube videos, and stuff. And for some reason, your podcast like really stuck out because it was just you know, normal conversation, relatable, like, even though I'd never flown before, right. but just hearing my boyfriend talk with his friends or coworkers, like, it was like, okay, this kind of starts making sense a little bit. Right. So, um, yeah, so I took some tips that, you know, from, I picked up off your podcast, mm-hmm. applied it to, like, the video interviews I've done. Um, I mean, one thing, like, just changing my whole resume, <laughs> right um, being less medical to being more customer service based was even a challenge because right. like you know you submit it along with thousands and thousands of other applicants correct and it's a computer that scans your resume so you don't even know like if you put the wrong word in there and the computer will be like nope next you know right so when I got uh emails back for a couple of video interviews even though it was like weeks and weeks later I'm like oh okay and I'm not one to take selfies or right. to like post a lot of stuff on my you know Instagram or Facebook but that video interview was so painful because it's not like yeah like what we're doing right now like we're just normal conversation you're actually talking to a live person right on video interview you're talking to yourself right so I'm like oh my god like and then you get the option to replay back your video and it's like I know I have to watch it but it was so <laughs> painful <laughs> well if it makes you feel any better when I'm editing the podcast I'm like do I really sound like that half the time so I totally understand god. well at least you have the option to edit your podcast and not edit your <laughs> right that's true very true (laughs) (laughs) so how did you find uh once so once you went through the whole process and you were hired how was training for you okay so it is intense you know it's not for everybody right Um, but you know it's doable um comparing it to you know nursing programs and stuff um you know as long as you study the information that you're given and, you know, don't go into the weeds. Like, it's pretty much black and white. Right. You know, it's like the rules are set up this way. This is the way we do it. And this is why. So you just have to remember that. Right. But also it's the, what also makes it intense is the, the introduction of different types of personalities. Because right. you're, you're now working with people from, from different walks of life mm-hmm. and yeah, that gets pretty intense. You, you, you encounter people who are type A personalities, people who are just don't have common sense. Right. And that, that part gets kind of, kind of frustrating, but, um, are you, so for me, um, when I was in training, when I went through both of my trainings, I was, I'm, I'm not a person that I can study with people. And I also am not a per like I, as I'm in the classroom, I'm taking everything in. So, the way that I study is by helping others kind of I'm explain to them. So, yeah. And so people were like, we're going to go downstairs to the pool to study. Do you want to come? And I'm like, no, like I will come down, but I please do not include me in that conversation because it's not going to help me in any way. My roommate yeah. who I was blessed with because we had no issues and there were issues with pretty much every other roommate situation at the time we we got along great and she was like hey can you quiz me and I was like sure Alina you know like I'm quizzing you know I'm quizzing her and she was like give me to quiz you I was like no because that's not how I learned she's like okay so like you know we had we respected each other and then we mm-hmm. we were also able to live together for those yeah. weeks um did you have a roommate Be, being that it was COVID <laughs> I don't know how you're gonna hate me nope I had my whole <laughs> hotel room to myself that's amazing no I mean I love I mean if I'm I was thankful that I was able to have like a good roommate otherwise I would have hated it and I'm glad that airlines took precautions in order for everybody to stay safe and be able to do the training yeah I mean I don't know if the New York classes are getting roommates but I know other airlines that I applied for and got the CGO um Mm -hmm. 
they they are starting to introduce roommates now. So yeah, I, like, I th- yeah, I believe my airline is starting to. And so everybody that just came on the line, you know, during COVID, they're like, oh no, I didn't yeah. have a room. Also, do for my airline, at least from what I know, speaking to the new hires, they they were given um meat like breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They weren't allowed <laughs> outside of the hotel. Um like the, if they order food, it had to be dropped off outside and then they would have to like go and grab it from like the street or something like that. Oh, <laughs> so it was, and then <laughs> I guess, I guess the instructors were also staying at the hotel. So like everybody was kind of quarantined. Oh my God. Yeah. So yeah, it's like COVID. I mean, it get COVID still out there, but you know, after working with COVID and, you know, living in, I live in LA. So I'll let you know that part about me. Right. But anyway, um, you know, in LA, it's really strict. Like, you know, um, mask mandates were up higher or I mean longer than um, any other counties were. So, you know, like Orange County, like they, they dropped the mask mandate as once they were able to, but right. LA held on to it. So when I went to training, you know, complete different state and city, um, COVID was kind of like non-existent. I'm like, okay, right. so nobody, I mean, few people here and there wore masks in class we didn't have like we only had one COVID scare and but that was about it I mean like my class was able to go out and about into the city as we pleased oh that's Uh, nice yeah we were able to go downtown into the metropolitan area of Mm -hmm. our city that we were uh, doing training at and you know go bar hopping on the weekends when we had time (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I don't think my airline was they were allowed to do that. And it kind of it it just it was a different experience for them than it had been for literally every other training classes out there, because like you said, like you were able to experience it full on being able to go out and, you know, have the full experience. Yeah, I mean, I just I'm a hermit, so I pretty much stayed in my room the entire time. Oh my God, is it that bad that I'm so early on in my career <laughs> that I'm already a slam clicker? <laughs> no, not at all. If I feel like if I had learned that earlier in my career, I probably would be a lot richer today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would I would have more savings. But because you're like, they're like, let's go out. I'm like, yeah, let's go out. And then eventually I was like, I've already been to Miami like 17 times. So I don't need to go out again. Oh no, oh no. <laughs> But it depends. Sometimes if you have a really good crew and everyone's super fun, I don't know, like, I feel like, okay, I'm kind of obliged to step out for a little bit. Right. <laughs> I feel like for me, it's more like I'd rather do drinking by the pool and just kind of relaxing or mm-hmm. doing an activity, like going hiking or, you know, sightseeing, things like that. But bar hopping for me is a thing of oh the my past. <laughs> I felt like I'm combining the two. Like uh, last week, I had a layover in Salem, and mm. oh, not not Salem, but um, Boston. Boston, but yeah. We went over to. Oh, Salem. nice. So I was like, you know, I just want to go there and beat the Halloween crowd, right? Because you know, I just know it's gonna be a total like right. shit show when exactly. <laughs> October comes. Um, but yeah, like we were just doing like the little like trolley tour of the city, you know, getting to learn it. And then also we were like kind of buzz. We're like bar hopping. Yeah. Halo, like, I feel <laughs> like, day, I feel like day drinking is way different than like going out at night or drinking at night. And right. you, and I feel like you kind of restrain yourself a little more in a way because you're oh, out in public. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With regular normal people who aren't drinking at 9 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. when you, so when you uh sent me the message this morning uh you said it was like 6 48 you're on the east coast right now yeah well, did you work a red eye yeah I work a red eye um, I have to work a red eye tonight that's why I ask yeah. <laughs> so actually I do love the red eyes do I know not for everybody but I mean a sleeping passenger is a good passenger I mean very true but also the number one reason why I do it is just because they're more commutable for me Okay. So, Do you, yeah. so, so where are you based? You're, are I, you based in California or? No, no. I'm based in the, the Pacific Northwest. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, that commuting bread ice and commuting work rate. I mean, I drive myself to work, so it's, yeah. a, it's a little bit different, but 
Uh, my mom wanted to go on vacation tomorrow. So she's like, as soon as you're back, like we're going to start a road trip. And I'm like, okay, I guess I'm like, you're driving first. (laughs) Wait, you did say in one of your earlier podcasts that you do love road trips. I do. Yeah, I do. Um, And my mom loves them too. So I've taken her to quite a few places in the States. And I don't know if you heard one of the episodes, I accidentally bought a car during the pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) accidentally buy a car so I bought it so I bought it on Carvana right it was super Mm -hmm. early it was super early on a Sunday morning and um and I was just like I opened up my one of my apps and they're like you've been pre-approved for a car loan and I was like well I just finished paying off my car I don't really want another car and then he was like I'm like who am I pre-approved with and then it was like Carvana so then I started looking at their cars and then I was like how much would I actually pay so I like went through everything and then I told my mom about it and she was like well you don't need one I'm like no and she's like okay and so we're sitting there having breakfast and so she's like, well, you can get it if you want. And so I was like, well, let me see how much it would actually be. And then I hit like the complete everything to get like the estimate. Nope. It was the complete to like purchase the car. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> because the amount that they showed me that I would be paying for it was act the actual amount because they had already t- taken all of my demographics into account. Oh, wow. And I was like, well, this is great. And I mean, I could have taken it back, but. I, I, I drove it off the lot. <laughs> I know they, they delivered it. I didn't oh. have it to go in. It was the greatest okay. experience, but, <laughs> but yeah. So, um, so yeah, so we're, we've taken it, we've taken the car on two road trips already. And then we're going to take um, the car down to Charleston for a week. Oh, nice. I just had a layover there a couple of weeks ago. Isn't, isn't it so nice? It's very quiet loved it and it surprised me too like I just thought it was just gonna be like I don't know I, I didn't know what my perception of the south was but mm-hmm. um but I actually loved it it was a great layover yeah I love shrimp and grits <laughs> I actually I'm not a big fan of grits I don't know if it's the consistency which I know it's weird because uh-huh. it's basically mashed potatoes right yeah but more runny I don't know yeah. so um which has been your best layover so far? Oh my God. <laughs> so I've done all my traveling with my boyfriend. Uh-huh. So I would say my favorite layover is LA. Because <laughs> I get to go back home. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't want to go home, right? Um, honestly, I feel like that question is such a variable. Um, besides being home, I think it just depends on the crew. You know, like. That's true. You know, I like to be a hermit too. I like to close myself off in my hotel room and just relax because just when I get home, I also do the, my nursing gig on the side too. So right. it's just my time to relax without having to get up early and walk the dogs and, you know, have to socialize with my friends and, you know, let my social meter, you know, recharge again. Right, right. But yeah, it just depends on the layover. I mean, I've had some good Maui layovers. Um, had some good New York layovers Mm -hmm. so it just depends on my mood I mean I am a fan of the east coast so yeah it just depends (laughs) it's definitely a different vibe than the west coast for sure um I enjoy like I used to have Burlington layovers and that was really nice too it's just a very small town like super chill vibe and stuff and um it just really depends again you said with the crew and stuff yeah I mean, if I feel like I want to lay by the beach, okay, then Maui or Lihui is a great layover. Right. Uh, but if I want to be in the hustle and bustle of the city, go out, like, then New York is the great layover. Right, know? exactly. So um, have you been on, on the line for about almost six months? Or Yeah, so probation ends next month for me. Okay. So one month actually from yesterday. Okay. So, and... Yeah, my airline has been pushing through so many classes. So I was actually one of the first few classes. Right. So like, yeah, like I was only on reserve for two months. <laughs> that's amazing. That's amazing. I mean, that's great. I was I was in reserve for eight months, but this was like back, back in the day. <laughs> and, um, but the new classes for my airline, they've been on reserve close to, 
two years, depending on the base, obviously. Yeah. Um, in Chicago, it's we're pretty small right now. So they're, they're struggling and they're using and abusing our little reserves and it kind of sucks uh, for them. Yeah. But, um, so yeah. what it, go ahead. Oh no, yeah. So it always gets kind of awkward when like, you know, you're a new hire and then you're flying with somebody who's at one of those bases who are still on reserve. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I feel so bad. Like, I don't even mention it. Like, right. but then when I see my seniority number and then I see where I'm based at, they're like, you have a line, don't you? Yeah. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it is not my fault. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I know. But, you know, no one's ever made me feel like it's my fault. Yeah, yeah that's so. it. Yeah. yeah. And I guess, like, it's a, just part of how the airline industry goes you know some some bases are super senior some aren't and if you're a more junior base then you're more likely or if you're a bigger base even though it's senior you might get a line just depends um what has been your biggest pet peeve now that you've been in oh my (laughs) god uh there's been a couple and as I'm working more and more like they're increasing like lately the biggest pet peeve is like okay like keep the drinks to like maybe two to your order like right so <laughs> um, I guess now I'm getting a little sassy <laughs> <laughs> I um, mean that happens to us all yeah so uh, and I'll play it off as like I'm being funny but like I remember like this one lady on the other day when we were going to um, like Phoenix um for some reason my Phoenix like crowd is like like, are we going to Vegas? Are we going to Cabo? Like, there are drinkers on that flight. Yeah, well, I mean, you sell the golfers down there. Yeah, all the golfers, too. <laughs> but it's like this lady ordered, like, a Bloody Mary, a coffee, and a ginger ale. And I'm like, wow, that's nice of you to order for the whole row. It's like, <laughs> yeah, but they order all this stuff, but they don't even put their tray table down. Oh, it's yeah, like, that's the so- <laughs> Table down. Because <laughs> I don't know how you're going to juggle all this. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's it's like so for us it's the same. So as we're serving, they're like, "Oh, I'll have this," and then I'm like, "Okay." So like pouring the ice, and then I look over, and they're like looking at their phone, and I'm like, "So did you not want the drink?" Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> they're looking at their phone, their tray tables. It's just it's insane. Yeah. Have you have you had? Um, I'm sure you have. Passengers have open up overhead bins when there's like plenty of them open but then they go to the one that's close and they're like I'm gonna put my stuff in here yeah it's it's funny because like I haven't had anyone argue with me yet like that's my overhead bin space but I've had people who like I don't know if you've ever seen that video of that crow on YouTube where like you know they're trying to show how intelligent a crow is by like they're putting like the blocks in a certain shape into a hole that matches that shape like yeah you have a, like a square block you're putting in the square hole right you have a circle block you're putting in a circle hole right and it just goes to a passenger trying to put their suitcase or their carry-on <laughs> to the overhead bin like they're turning every way possible it's not fitting Ex- right except and, the one the one yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like <laughs> like like it's not going to fit that way and then also like you know we have like the the Boeing sky interior where you have like the really big overhead bin space where you can like lay your um your suitcase on its side people Mm -hmm. like when I'm like hey you know tilt it on its side they literally like just turn it sideways sideways like how do you think that's going to save more room right (laughs) right I've had I've had some issues with the way that it goes and the thing is like I don't know if, if it's the same for you but there's like stickers that say like put it yeah. this way don't put it the other way I know like wheels out like, okay. <laughs> it's, like it's ridiculous is uh have you seen a lot of people going to the lavatory oh my god barefoot or with socks oh, on <laughs> well it, yes and that's disgusting and <laughs> one it's like they come back there barefooted and or with their socks on and when they're trying to open up the labs like the accordion doors stop, stop. yeah yeah and it's like <laughs> they're pushing every placard they're <laughs> opening the cigarette lighter or the cigarette ashtray they're <laughs> it's like just push push here in I don't the know middle like li- yeah <laughs> <laughs> i've seen that next time just be like it's voice activated <laughs> it's voice activated oh my god <laughs> 
<laughs> my latest thing is to have fun with the passengers on the on the um by the lab it's like like oh yeah that one's open and they'll start opening it and there'll be a man I'm like no but that's the ladies room and then he'll like step back <laughs> yeah <laughs> but they'll have a good laugh yeah. But, yeah I sometimes tell them when they come out I was like did you did you uh, remember to to shut the light off and they're like oh no and then they go back in you know what I'm gonna use that now <laughs> but you're gonna press that that call button inside the lab <laughs> usually what happens but, oh God, I don't get what people and uh what what people do in the lavatory like okay there's signs and placards where the trash can's at Lately, I've been dealing with trying to take out like used paper towels out of like the toilet seat cover dispenser. Mm -hmm. I'm like, people, like (laughs) everything, everything. But yeah, I've had people go in there and leave the lovely diaper like right on the counter. Just like, (sighs) haven't had that yet, but I have had people try to give me diapers, like Mm -hmm. one of them in a galley. And I'm like, I can't take that. And they're like, it's clean. I'm like, I want to believe you, but, but there's a place for it in the restroom. Right, the right. Like, I can't take it back here. This is a kitchen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And like the things is they change their kits and the seats and it is so unhygienic for so many reasons. Yeah. But, and it, we've talked about it in other episodes too. It's like, what are you like, why? Yes. Cleaning your tray tables, people, because right. I've seen people put their feet on there, put their kids on there. Yep, yeah, everything. Oh, they had they actually, I don't know, there was a news outlet that did some sort of test that it showed that the tray tables were actually dirtier than the lavatories. Oh, I believe that 100%. And, and I'm just yeah. like, nope, I'm not, like, I don't put my stuff down on the, oh like, I have to clean it thoroughly before I even use it. Yeah. And then. Let me tell you about my story in the lavatory the other day. So I went to go restock paper towels. And when I closed the mirror, I was like, oh, this is dirty. But then as I stepped back a little bit, it's like, oh, my God, that's an imprint of a face. (laughs) (laughs) You see, like, the little thing, I guess, the oil spots from the forehead, the nose, and then the mouth. (laughs) But the thing that got me was the mouth was, like, wide open. So, like, the person making out with the reflection... Or were they like picking your like, you know, like their pores or something really close to the mirror and then turbulence hit and then smack. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to go with the making out possibility. I yeah. feel that if they had hit it during turbulence, maybe the mirror would have cracked a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to choose to say that they were making out with themselves. Yes, me too. I'll do that often. <laughs> Okay, so let's take a break and then we'll come back. We'll do some quick uh, news and then we'll continue. Hey there, this is Bobby with the Rock Guys podcast and you are listening to the Flight Attendants Podcast. Your pre-flight requisite. 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 And now we're back. So we're just going to do like two news. Uh, Have you heard of the flight attendant that broke her back upon landing? Oh my God, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So this... So this is from USA Today, and this uh, was uh, happened on August 9th, which is actually my birthday. Oh, happy birthday. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> uh, da- so it happened in Dallas. Southwest flight attendant suffered co- a compression fracture to a vertebrae in her upper back during a hard landing last month in California, according to a federal safety investigation. The National Transportation Safety Board said the impact of landing was so hard that the flight attendant thought the plane had crashed she felt her pain in the she felt pain in her back and neck and could not move the flight attendant was taken to the hospital where she was diagnosed with a fracture the safety board completed its investigation without saying what the cause what caused the hard landing the ntsb said none of the other 141 people on board were injured in the accident at john wayne airport in santa ana california um the pilots told investigators that they were aiming for the normal touchdown zone on the relatively short runway. Quote, however, they, it ended up being a firm landing, the NTSB said in its final report dated on Friday. Dallas Bay Southwest said in a statement on Monday, it reported the matter to the NTSB in accordance with regulatory requirements and conducted an internal review of the event. 
a spokes a spokeswoman for the airline declined to provide further information when asked about the result of the internal investigation and whether the plane was inspected for evidence of damage that could occur that could occur during a hard landing. The plane had been making several flights a day, according to tracking services. I feel like, have you ever, I don't know if your airline does it, but our airlines, our pilots are required to do autopilots every now and then. Yeah, uh, they, autopilot like landings just to, you know, keep the plane in check. So I don't know, maybe it happens something like, I'm not saying that it happened, but I feel like it shouldn't have been that hard. I don't know about landing. I feel like our pilots take over when it's about to land, mm -hmm. but no, maybe for our Airbuses, since they're more computer-based, if maybe. they do that with our Airbuses. Yeah. Um, but there's so many variables in that story. One, uh, looking at this that from the nursing aspect, like right. how old is she? Is Does she have osteoporosis? You know, right. all, all that could go into effect. <laughs> so it actually doesn't say how old she is. Did I say yeah. Did I? No, no, it doesn't. I, I read that article okay. too. Yeah. yeah. So then it said that shortly after the 18 year old Boeing 737 taxied off the runway, the pilots, a 55 year old captain and a 49 year old co-pilot were told about the injury to the flight to the flight attendant who was in the jump seat in the back of the plane. The NTSB did not travel to the accident site and has not made its documents from the investigation publicly available, publicly available. The yeah. runway that the plane landed on, it's only 5,700 feet long by comparison runways at nearby Los Angeles airport is ranges between 8,900 and 13,000 feet. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if there's, I haven't seen any update on how she's doing or anything. I hope she's doing great. I mean, I've yeah. seen, I've treated patients with like compression fractures in their vertebrae and then, you know, they're still mobile and stuff. It just, um, hold on for one second. Yeah. Yeah. So they're still mobile and they're treatable, but yeah, but I hope, yeah, I didn't describe the severity of it. So. Right. Um, how about let's do a, like a quick fun one, I guess. I don't know. I haven't read this one yet. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. <laughs> so, um, this is from live and let's fly.com and air uh, an air France flight attendant was forced to babysit fighting pilots. Did you hear about this one? Oh my God, I think I have. <laughs> Let's go into this. Two Air France pilots cannot control themselves in a short flight, forcing the flight attendant to serve as a cockpit babysitter. What a disgrace to the French carrier. A flight attendant steps in as a babysitter over two brawling Air France pilots. The incident occurred in June on board an Air France flight from Geneva to Paris. That's such a short flight too. Shortly after takeoff, a verbal altercation turned phys physical according to Le Tribune with the two pilots allegedly grabbing onto each other's collars. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... <laughs> the altercation was so loud that it could be heard outside of the flight deck. Concerned flight attendants entered the cockpit, meaning one or both of the pilots let them in and broke up the fight. Emotions must have still been elevated, elevated as one of the flight attendants remained inside of the flight deck as a babysitter to the two pilots until the plane landed in Paris. This is ridiculous. And they say that we're like... <laughs> we're the drama ones. Right. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> so the, the two pilots have been suspended pending an investigation and air france has already called the behavior totally inappropriate that's so millennial of air france totally inappropriate it is i wonder if these were young or was it one older one younger i, I don't know I don't know. It says the two, uh, we recently covered the story of the two pilots in Alaska Airlines who apparently could not stand being together with one deciding to step off the flight prior to takeoff. There I, I applauded. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, there I applauded the pilot for showing restraint. As immature as the inability to get along with your coworker may be, better to step off the flight than to start fighting midair as the Air France pilot did. <laughs> In this politically charged, divided age of human history, perhaps the most surprising thing is that this does not happen more often, or at least that we do not hear about it more. 
and the conclusion is pilots are paid to are paid well for the job they do precisely because we hold them to a higher standard. <laughs> no, unlike in many jobs, a pilot cannot have a bad day. Mistakes are not trivial if they cost millions of dollars and more importantly, hundreds of lives. Thus, this is a serious issue. We may never hear any more details as Air France performs its investigation, but if pilots cannot get along with their colleagues, perhaps they are better suited for another line of work. Wow. I wonder, I wonder if like one of them slept with the other's girlfriend. Maybe, I don't know that, or yeah, or maybe they were disagreeing like on different landing approaches. I don't know. Maybe, I don't, I, I've, I don't, I've had like, at least for us, our first officers are able to have a no fly list for their captains, which oh, is really, yeah. Like uh, captains can't have a no fly list. They have to fly with whomever regardless, but um, the FOs, the first officers, they can choose to have a no fly. Like, no, no I wonder I, if that's the same for my airline. I have to ask. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cause they're like, oh yeah. He, I've talked to a, a few FOs and they're like, yeah, he's on my no flight list. <laughs> Just like, yeah, I could see why. <laughs> Sadly, we don't have no flight list for flight attendants. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I keep a, a little notepad in my phone about flight attendants. I, I per, like one, I don't like to talk trash about other flight attendants. I like to experience it for myself because, mm-hmm. you know, I might get along with them. I don't know. But yeah. Uh, I slowly have a list growing. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's not necessarily that you hate them completely. They could yeah. be a perfectly reasonable person outside of the plane, but being on a plane, you have to be able to trust your crew. You can't just be like, I don't like you. And that's it. Like if you, cause you don't know when you're going to have an emergency, that could be exactly. your emergency. And if you don't trust your crew, it's kind of. No, it's yeah it could be so detrimental to the flight <laughs> right so it's it's insane I actually I have a list as well of people that I just choose not to fly with solely because of their work ethic and I just yeah and the thing's like I'm not gonna mess with their livelihood but at the same time it's like I don't want them to be my cause like nobody is worth my career no okay, that's nobody <laughs> don't mess with my paycheck I won't exactly. mess with you exactly <laughs> So, uh, is there anything that you would like to talk about? I don't know. Um, is there a hot topic for you? I'm trying to think. Just lately, it's been balancing my nursing career and flight attendant career. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, you know, um, airlines are still continuing hiring these days. So, you know, if anybody who's still wanting to be a flight attendant, you know, polish those resumes and submit them, submit them to everybody. Um, I don't know any other podcasts you're listening to. <laughs> <laughs> Me, uh, right now I'm actually kind of not. I've been so busy and like you know we've been talking. Uh, I was like doing red eyes back to back, which I'm not a big fan of because I lose my sleep and then I don't live in Bay, so like my drive home is kind of just very gruelly, like gruesome. And I'm just like driving. And I'm like, I don't fall asleep. Don't fall asleep. You Wait, know? So do you drive to your commute? I do. Cause it's only 80 miles. So, okay. so my closest airport would be Chicago if I were to commute out of there. You okay. know? Um, so, and then my, my living expenses in my state are three mm-hmm. times less than they would be in Chicago. So I'm uh. like, I'm like, I can do, I can deal with the two hour drive and traffic for, you know, saving three times. I'm guessing right now my layover is really close to your hometown. (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually, I'm actually uh, from where you are. I'm about two and a half hours. Okay. Okay. Like almost. Yeah. Um, And yeah. but so I really haven't been listening to a lot of anything lately and I've just been trying to catch up on my sleep I went on vacation with one of my girlfriends last month we went to Tahiti so that was fun um and then I'm going to Scotland next month so it's like I'm trying to fill my schedule as much as I can so that I don't miss any of my things that I have to pay for you know yeah um 
But how about you? Are you listening to anything? Um, besides you, I'm still waiting for you to push <laughs> new episodes. <laughs> also listen to the the corporate flight attendant. I don't know. You oh. listen to them. I've, I've, it's on my list, and honestly, I just haven't had. I yeah. like. I go home and I sleep. I feed the cats. I clean the <laughs> litter box, and I go to work. <laughs> You don't listen to any podcasts on your 80 mile commute? <laughs> <laughs> no, I listen to music because I need to stay awake. <laughs> okay. That's where I listen to most of my podcasts on my drives. Yeah. Uh, um, lately, I've been listening to Bailey Sarian. You know, oh, like I the love Bailey Sarian. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. I, I do follow her. I mean, we do have a whole, um, I do follow other podcasts and I'm in like a chat with other podcasts on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And so, the court case like they've been a real court case with uh James Court and Sweet Tea they've been following me since the very beginning and and Sweet Tea the co-host she's actually she just became a flight attendant and they're UK based so right. yeah so like it's it's been it's been really cool and then um Pots R Us actually gave us a spotlight today so nice. um, I'm gonna listen to their stuff a little bit later and okay. um and just kind of try to catch up and you didn't hear I didn't say this but I probably will listen to some podcasts on my way home like on my on my flight on my red eye oh your red eye okay. I didn't I didn't say that I don't know. <laughs> no 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 <laughs> <laughs> while everyone's sleeping <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so I know sometimes I'll see like flight attendants watching like movies and stuff I'm like I can't do that I'm still on probation <laughs> Yeah, there's, I could tell people, I was like, look, we all break the policies, we all know when, yeah. we all know where, and we know how far we can take it. Yes, Thank- exactly. Thankfully, like, I have long hair, so I'm able to hide any earpiece that I have on me. Just yeah. Put my hair to the side and, you know. Yeah, that's not so much my case. I'm just I know. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, um, so have you been able to continue to eat healthy and I still have not got rid of like of my 15 pounds I gained during training right literally eating crap I mean one they put us up in this hotel like it was okay you know but Mm -hmm. we didn't have a kitchenette nothing we had like a microwave and um a mini fridge that barely stayed cold oh so like I was able to do a Trader Joe's run but um I had spent like $150 on groceries. And of course, the next morning when I went to go get my breakfast sandwich out of the fridge, it was like lukewarm. Oh, no. I'm like, okay, so I packed everything up and I carried like, (laughs) so my hotel was right in front of my training facility. So I didn't have to catch a shuttle or bus like most people would have. So I literally had to walk across the street, went to like their, um, their break room and they had large fridges so I just okay. shoved all my groceries in there and at that point it's like I don't even care if anyone steals anything out of it but <laughs> right I mean it could kind of suck actually you're gonna hate me but I had a full kitchen for my training oh, no, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had um so I'd been to through training before and I honestly thought that was like the case with every training facility that you would get a full kitchen because like at my first training we had a small apartment and it was it was a studio apartment mind you but it had a full kitchen so I assumed that every training was the same so when I arrived for my second training with my current airline I walked in and it was a hotel room but it had the kitchen and I was like, okay. And then lo and behold, they actually had split us up. My my class went to two different hotels. The other hotel did not get a kitchen or so they think they had like a, they had your your setup, which was like a mini fridge and a microwave. Yeah. And so I mean, I cooked for my roommate and I every day. I would make dinner I would make like dinner when we come back from training and then part of that would be for lunch the next day and then uh-huh. we would get breakfast at the hotel so it, you know it worked out we were able to save some money and stuff so. yeah I've had classmates <laughs> have mini fridges delivered to the hotel and mm-hmm. then they would sell their mini fridge to future um, classes oh wow so, yeah I like mean on the, 
yeah, on like the Facebook page, I'll like post up like, hey, like, you know, I don't need my air fryer anymore. I don't need this anymore. Like, right. you know, up for grabs, whoever wants it. <laughs> I mean, when I have, when I have really long trip or when I say long trips, like four or five days, I actually bring, cause I bring my own coffee maker uh, with me, my little espresso maker. And then I bring my milk frother cause I love lattes. So like I bring my own stuff to make it easier for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have like, sometimes I'll bring like a little griddle so I can make crepes and bacon and eggs on my room for my layovers. If I don't have breakfast, like I go all out. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I have like a small little kitchen in my lunch bag and people are always so surprised. Um, but it's like what makes it easier for me. Yeah. And this is just like after years and years of like what works for me. And like you said, you gain weight. I gained so much weight during training because I was so bored from listening to other people's at my other airline. We used to. Oh <laughs> I can't stand that. <laughs> when I when I went through training, I like said nothing about my previous airline experience because I was there to learn what my airline my current airline does so nobody knew anything until my roommate one day I said said something and I was like no because it's like this way and then she's like oh well how you like how did you know I was like oh because that's how it was like and and I was just like oh I didn't know you were for another airline I was like yeah like I don't tell people because it's not it doesn't pertain to what we're doing here but like because what you said was so specific you know yeah, like I had people that were from different airlines just jumping ahead mm-hmm. of what the lesson plan was. Like, we're not there yet. We're still building the foundation of, you know, what we're teaching. So people who've never stepped on an airplane before or worked an airline right. will know what we're talking about. Right. You know? <laughs> and I feel like that's kind of why I like my podcast the way is that it's structured because it's not about bashing on the passengers while we do sometimes, you know, but it's more about like educating the public on like why we do the things we do and not necessarily that, you know, you're dumb because you don't know what we're doing. They don't know what we're doing. No, I was like, it's a thankless job, you know? It is. Yeah. Yeah. So last (laughs) night, it's a funny story. Last night, um, the first officer goes like, I'll call the hotel when we get there. And I'm like, perfect. Great. Thank you. It's like, you guys don't have to worry about it. They leave. They left the plane. They're like, we'll see you guys. And we're like, okay, we'll see you out there. And the hotel had sent two different shuttles for each of us. So like they didn't dispatch our shuttle until I called when we were out there, but they were getting on their van to like come to the hotel. And I was like, you could have told me that they were just sending a different shuttle for you guys so that they could have dispatched the one for us as well. I was like, how crappy of him is that? Yeah. And that airport, like the hotel shuttles thing is like such a mess. I've had to pick up classmates before. Yeah. When like, cause you know, that's my hometown. Right. So like I would have to go pick them up and then take them to their hotel because they can't figure out where to get the shuttle. Like, right. Right. I was just like, but so we stay at one of the airports that's pretty much on airport property. And then one that's a little bit further out, but I was like, it is two o'clock in the morning for me. I would like to go to bed now, please. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Were passengers needy yesterday? No, we had 80, 80 people. We had the half the plane was empty and everybody sprawled out into pretty much their own row except for the front um and then we uh, they were we were just like sleeping I read half a book on my flight last night oh nice yeah nice. I, was, I was like okay like this am I hopefully tonight will be the same but I have to go from LA to Vegas and then Vegas back to Chicago on the red I- eye and I'm just not looking forward to that little uh- I mean, how bad can a Vegas be on a Wednesday night? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. It's Vegas. Oh Hopefully just getting a bunch of commuters. Right. Wait, what's your worst route that you hate? Oh my God. Phoenix. <laughs> it's it's just that like people are so sweet on that flight, trust me. It's right. just that if I'm working the beverage cart and I run out of vodka by the time I get to the exit rows. We got right. right. Yeah. That's too much. Yeah. It's like, what are like, it's a, uh, for our airline, um, from like Seattle to Phoenix, 
that's like two cart service. Right. So, and it's only like a two hour and 30 minute flight. And like, and it takes about an hour to get through the first part. Right. Because you have everybody ordering multiple drinks again with the multiple drinks. Like keep right. it to like one or two. Like why right. does it juice coffee in a cocktail? Like <laughs> <laughs> You are not at Denny's, people. No. And then, of course, when I go pick up trash, the juice is not even drinking. Like, right. Yeah. yeah. Like, Can I just hand you this? It's it's a little full. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. And when it's like a really big full glass of like coffee, like, right. from, like Starbucks, like a, like a Trenta cup or something. Right. Like they get mad at me that like I'm not going to take it right away. It's like right. I don't want it drinking all over me like throughout the cabin. Like I'm right. sorry. Yeah. Exactly. Those bags are so flimsy. I have to tie a time at the end. Sometimes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think have you, have you flown many Orlando flights? I flown one and it was pretty interesting because it was like toddler and tiaras, dance yeah. moms on there. Like, <laughs> it, honestly, it wasn't that bad. Like we went through a lot of juice boxes. Um yeah. but yeah, it, it was it wasn't bad. Yeah. I think for it's I think like for for flights with a lot of kids, it's not the kids that are the problem. It's the parents. The parents. Yes, because they just like, they don't know how to handle their own children. And yeah. they're like playing with the armrest or playing with the tray table, kicking the seats. And I'm just like, how many times do I have to yeah. tell you? And, they're, and then they hurt themselves and they're like, well, why didn't you tell me? It's like, I just told you five seconds ago not to let yeah. them play. <laughs> Common sense not to do gymnastics in the middle right. of the aisle. You know? right. Or when we, or would they parents put the kids on on the floor in the aisle? It's like, why would you do that? That's so nasty. <laughs> like that's so nasty. Do not put your kids on the floor, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's your one advice for a new flight attendant? Um, do not take it personal and fake it till you make it. <laughs> <laughs> Good advice. <laughs> Yeah, do not take anything personal because honestly, I always, in the beginning, I don't say now to um, flight attendants when I get on board, like, hey, or when we're doing a briefing, like, I'm brand new. Like, mm -hmm. no, I may mean, have a couple of months behind me. And, you know, now I'm able to blend in. My confidence level is so much higher. Right. But, I mean, just fake it till you make it. <laughs> right, know? exactly. Yeah. And if you okay. have questions, don't be scared to ask. <laughs> yeah, that's also true. So were you um, initiated yet? Oh my God, what does that mean? <laughs> okay, you haven't been. I'm just not going to say anything. Maybe I have. Yeah. <laughs> okay, have you had to collect an air sample? An air sample? No, I had not had to collect an air sample. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. I know what you're talking about. No, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Has anything, has anything like that happened to you? No, not really. No, no, no. But, um, <laughs> no, not really. No, honestly, everyone's been great, but like, no, nothing, no trips like that. Like that. <laughs> I oh, was actually in the beginning when I was doing waste and water. Mm -hmm. uh, well, it was my first time being in this position that I would check waste and water. Yeah. But <laughs> the A had called me or the, the, the purser or whatever you call yeah. it, the first flight attendant. Right. Yeah. Uh, she called in the back like, hey, pilot wants to know about waste and water. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't think about it, but I checked like, yes, we have trash bags and we have plenty of water. <laughs> it's like, no, that's all you <laughs> Oh, that's too funny. So, um, I mean, I've done though. I the air sample was done to me when I first started flying. Oh my god! <laughs> was, uh, it was the end of my uh, initial operating experience. It was uh, the end of a four day, and um, the my my uh, OE instructor was she was like so the captain just called and he needs you to collect an air sample and I was like okay that's weird and she was like yeah so just take these two cups and like just go through the cabin and like collect air samples like you, like we can pass it up to the to the front and I was like okay so like here is me <laughs> walking with like two cups in the cabin like going like this you know like cupping them together <laughs> So, this was your first airline, right? Yeah, this was my okay. first airline. 
<laughs> so then people are looking at me all weird, right? And uh, so afterwards, she finally, like, she's like, ladies and gentlemen, like, she's, you know, a new flight attendant, you know, welcome her. We just had to do, like, an air sample to, like, welcome her and stuff like that. So that's one of the ones. Um, and then the one, the one that I've had people, I've done to people is um, having a fake ACARS sent to a flight attendant, telling them that they've been extended for assignment or reassignment or, you know, like <laughs> as a new flight attendant. And the one time I've done it a couple of times. And one of them was to one of my friends that I've flown with before. And he was, he chose to be on reserve, right? And he's uh -huh. like, it's like, I just, you know, I'm so, I'm so senior on reserve. They don't call me until the very end, you know, da, 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 da. And I was like, yeah, okay, like that's, that's cool. So then he was complaining about how they've been extending the reserve flight attendants. And I was like, he's like, just watch, they're going to extend me. And I didn't say anything. So I called, like we did, um, the, the guys came out for, for break and, um, and I told the FO, I was like, hey, can you write an ACARS to, for him to say that, you know, he needs to operate a different flight when we land. And so, and so he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll slide it under the door. And I was like, okay. So he like slid it under the door and then he calls me and he goes like, it's there. And it's like, I'm like, okay, well, thank you. Like, I'll let him know. So, so uh, my friend had came up to the front and I was like, he was like what's up they want to come out again and I was like oh no like here you go and thankfully oh. we were still wearing the masks because I yeah. couldn't hold it in <laughs> <laughs> and he was like I knew it I just fucking knew it and he like walked up to the back very bad oh my god <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna let him stew and then I called him like I'm just kidding <laughs> and oh. he goes like I fucking hate you <laughs> <laughs> we have to keep the job interesting I know <laughs> um and I did it also to it but that wasn't my idea that was the captain's idea so I've flown okay. with this captain before many times and uh -huh. he was like hey B how you been how's everything I'm like you know COVID sucks da 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 <laughs> and he was like are you guys done in Chicago and I was like yeah it's like it's Marsha it, this girl Mar I, it doesn't really matter it's Marsha's first flight um and uh, or first trip or whatever and she she got rerouted and um and he goes like okay one second and he like wrote out the a cars oh. <laughs> and he goes like and she and he goes like well this is like this is i gave it to her and it said like employee number whatever uh please contact scheduling when we arrive to base you have to operate flight to vegas da, 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 da. <laughs> And she looks at me and she goes like, is this legal? <laughs> Poor thing. <laughs> and she like, so she, we had a three day trip with her. Right. And they took her on day two to go operate like a turn. And then they caught her up with us on the next day. Uh -huh. And so I was <clears throat> like, well, technically it's, it is legal. They shouldn't do it, but because X, Y, Z, da, 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 da. And she was like, I'm so tired. I'm just so tired. And they're like, I'm kidding, Marcia. I'm like, I'm kidding, Marcia. Like, it's fine. <laughs> like, don't. He's still going to call crew scheduling just to make sure there's nothing there. <laughs> I just like, when she's like, okay, I'm done with pranking for now. <laughs> oh <my laughs> I'll stick to, I'll stick to uh, putting the M&Ms in the galley window, in the viewing window. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> but Thank you so. I'm sorry. Do you have? Any, you want to say anything else? Um. No. I mean, do you have any more questions about training or being a new flight attendant? No. No. I mean, like, I feel like we kind of covered a little bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but um, are you watching any shows or movies? Yeah, that I just you started seen? House of Dragon. Have you? Uh, no, I don't have HBO and I don't either. I just borrow people's <laughs> and I'm gonna, um, I'm just gonna wait until everything comes out and then mm -hmm. get it for a month for free or whatever it is. And then just and then binge, binge watch, watch everything. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, not really much else 
watching, I mean, like, there was, like, Lock and Key on Netflix. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, it's yeah. hard for me to TV shows. It's, yeah. yeah, same for me. Like, I just kind of put on Downton Abbey at night before I go to sleep, and that's okay. how I go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, Handmaid's Tale is coming out in September. Oh, so yeah. That. So, yeah, that'll be good to watch. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. You can yeah. come on at any time. You're welcome. For sure. For sure. Um, you can talk about more stuff and fun pranks. Yeah. But as far <laughs> as that, guys, don't forget to listen on uh, Apple Podcast and Amazon Music. I found us yesterday on Audible, so that was pretty cool. Oh. Um, and then Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts. And Instagram is at the flight attendant podcast on Twitter is at stay safe, fly safe. You can email us at the flight attendant podcast at gmail.com or visit the website, the flight podcast.com. And that's it for us. Thanks so much, Kay, for coming on. Thanks, B. I'll see you later. <laughs> Bye guys. Bye. Stay safe, fly safe.